on this episode of Mentor Moments, we are welcomed by CRC and PLPC, Jess Cox. Just seeing a group of people come together to make a big change in somebody's life, I find that to be extremely exciting and um, a privilege to be a part of, for sure. Jess is the Director of Behavioral Health at Doorways Interfaith AIDS Housing and Services. All right, uh, we're here with Jess Cox today for another episode of Mentor Moments. Jess, we're so glad you could join us. Can you just tell a little bit about your career? Who are you, where you work? Sure, well, thank you for inviting me, first of all, to be a part of Mentor Moments. I'm honored to be with you. Well, we've been waiting for two years to get you on on the episode, so I'm, Uh I'm, I'm glad we have you. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm a certified rehabilitation counselor, and I'm also a provisionally licensed professional counselor, and I'm currently serving in the role as the director of behavioral health uh, in Doorways, and I've been working here for two years, and Doorways is um, an interfaith nonprofit organization that provides housing and related services. Uh, for people affected by HIV and AIDS. What got you sort of connected with Doorways and the helping profession? Yeah, so I've been working in the field of homeless services for 20 years. And um, I've, throughout my career, I've partnered with Doorways and kind of rubbed shoulders with some of the people that worked at Doorways. I had a lot of colleagues that Um, that I knew well, and they created a new behavioral health program right when the pandemic came in 2020 and um, invited me to come and run the program and get it off to, you know, off the ground and running. So I've been here ever since they started. Awesome. Um, One of the things we're trying to do this year or this season is really sort of go a little deeper in sort of career development and sort of what makes people tick. So I know I'm going off script here a little bit, but is there a time, you know, growing up and maybe, you know, when you started thinking about work that, you know, I mean, like helping professional counselors, rehab counselors sort of isn't those typical jobs that you sort of hear about in elementary school. So was there a moment or something kind of growing up that that told you that, hey, helping counseling is sort of that it's filling your your passion? Yeah, yeah, I think I can pinpoint a couple of different experiences I had when I was younger. Um, home life wasn't so great, and so as a result, I spent a lot of time. Um, in a community that I found a lot of support in, which was church. And I was given a lot of different opportunities to volunteer at places like homeless shelters or soup kitchens. Um, Sometimes we did summer trips where we would go to a different state and city and just volunteer. And a lot of those were centered around homeless services. So the more I got to know people who were living outside, and the more I saw that the needs they had, the more I wanted to get involved and help make changes in their lives. So I think right after high school, I had kind of decided 
I wanted to work with this population in a full-time career. I just wasn't 100% sure what direction to take or how to do that at a young age. Well, yeah, I mean, that leads great into our sort of next question here. I mean, you, in, in one hand, you said you're relatively new, two years at Doorways. You were you know, starting a new program for them, but yet you also said you've sort of been in helping professions for 20 years. So sort of kind of tell us where you're at in your career development, early, mid, experienced, retiring. Yeah, so I feel like this is a little bit hard question to answer. I've got, I guess, some ambivalence in doing so. But on one hand, I feel that I'm very experienced in my career when it comes to homeless services. Um, like I said, I've worked in the field for a long time and in various capacities. Um, I've done things like street outreach, employment services, housing, case management, and now behavioral health. Um, so throughout my years in homeless services, I've been anywhere from a frontline worker to a position where I have um, like middle management or even a director level where I have other uh, managers reporting to me too. So on that side of it, I feel pretty experienced and established. However, um, when I think about my clinical experience, I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle or maybe even early middle. Um, I feel like I'm still learning and I have a lot to master on the clinical side of things. I made my decision to return to grad school for training later than probably most people do. And so that was well after I kind of established my career in this type of work. Um, so on one hand, I feel experienced. On the other, I feel somewhere early to mid, if that makes any sense. Well, I hope it does, because that's exactly the answer I was hoping you to give. And that's sort of, again, why we, we asked that, that you know, sometimes or a traditional way, maybe we look at career development is very linear and very maybe based on age or only on one level of experience, but yet hopefully we're continuing to develop, continuing to improve. And so we're sort of at different levels depending on sort of what aspect we're looking at. And so, um, yeah, I'm glad you said that. And I think it did make sense. I'm gonna ask one follow-up, what, what told you that it was time for you to go back for further education. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd always wanted to return to school for a master's degree. And initially I thought I wanted to go back for social work because that's just what a lot of my colleagues were doing. However, I ran into a person named Dr. Michael Keener. You might know him. I, I might know him. <laughs> and um, for years, um, I was told about the Maryville Rehab Program. And um, it, over the years, I kind of changed in my thinking about social work versus counseling. I know there are a lot of overlaps and a lot of commonalities, but I felt like counseling seemed like maybe a better fit. And also I had the familiar, familiarity of knowing someone like yourself that could be an impactful, encouraging support. Um, at the time I went back to school, my son was um, 
young, you know, school-aged, and I remember reaching out and telling you at some point before I was supposed to start, like, I don't know if I can do this. I still haven't figured out childcare. <laughs> so there were a lot of um, life events that had happened, and it made a barrier for me to go back to school. But ultimately, I wanted to invest in an opportunity for myself, but also invest in an opportunity for people that I was serving and just be better at what I was doing so I could have a greater impact on the community of people that I had the privilege to work with. Well, I for one can say I am thankful that you did come back to school when you did. Um, you, you were awesome in the classroom, and I know your, your classmates benefited from your your voice and expertise as well. So uh, I thank you for that. Um, you know, you talked a little bit about earlier in your life and sort of the experiences you got sort of being in a, in a church family and, and, and sort of um, sort of setting you off into to this profession. And I guess now I'm thinking about since you've been in the career, have there been other moments you know, that have been impactful or sort of made you look at things differently? And if you could share. Yeah, um, there's a lot of different impactful moments that I feel like I have experienced. Um, and I, a lot of them that I'm thinking about are client-based. Um, I have the privilege of providing individual and group therapy in the role that I'm currently in. And um, I feel like it's always impactful to me when I personally get to watch uh, my clients really commit to a, a new journey of healing to give themselves a new opportunity. Um, maybe some more specific examples could include, um, you know, clients um, are often really hard on themselves and it's, it's, such an honor to, to just see them in the works of changing some of their core beliefs about themselves to something's more positive or uh, being able to have more compassion because of the trauma they've been through or sometimes um, just making meaning from the traumatic events that they've experienced so they can start to move on from that um, or even when they try out like a new pattern of, of coping skills that they maybe didn't think would work for them. Just having those moments of bravery to make big changes. And um, those are impactful for me because I get to be just a kind of a, a person that um, just is encouraging and cheerleading on the sidelines saying, you can do this. And um, maybe they haven't had those types of people in their lives before. And I think those are, important impactful moments not just for my clients but for me too yeah i i really love what you said when you said that you know they're being brave you know that 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 just seems you know like it's it's impactful for us to be on that journey with them when they're trying something new with you know and, and um yeah, I, I was getting goosebumps when you were when you were saying that. So I, I again, I I hope everybody out there, right? If you're new in the career, or I guess wherever where you are in your 
your professional career, you still have those moments that, that you get energized and you can experience your clients being brave and, and learning and trying things for the, for the first time. So, uh-huh. yeah. Um, again, maybe you answered this already, but what are there, what, what excites you about your, I guess, career? I mean, I know, I guess you just said sort of what moves you, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's overlap. There's, you know, those moments are exciting with clients and they give me energy um, to move on to the to the next person in line, so to speak. But I think also um, a different side of it that I found to be really exciting is working collaboratively with team members. Um, specifically at Doorways, we use an interdisciplinary approach when we serve our clients. So we have um, people like care coordinators or housing navigators, employment specialists. They all have their kind of unique scope of service that they do with our clients. Um, In addition to just our frontline staff, we also have a team of people like behind the scenes grant writers and our development team or our accounting staff, even our maintenance technicians. Everyone plays a unique role in the success of our clients and the success ultimately of our agency. So something that I find really exciting is when I see a group of people coming together for the same mission. And in in my line of work, it's to prevent or ending homelessness for people um, who have had housing insecurity and um, just seeing a group of people come together to make a big change in somebody's life. I find that to be extremely exciting and um, a privilege to be a part of for sure. Yeah, Jess, I'm, you know, I'm so glad you said that. I, I guess I'm thinking about sharing this with current students who might be looking for that first job and to look beyond the job and to start sort of interviewing the entire agency, right? To see the culture of the agencies, to see how well people, you know, get along and, and can every aspect or every sort of division of that agency have the same mission, right? And kind of work towards that same goal. So I'm glad that you have that at, at Doorways. Uh-huh. It makes a big difference. It really does. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I, like you said. I'm sure that's that's energizing as well. You know, you're not fighting upstream against something. You know that uh-huh. that you're, we're all going in the same direction. Well, we, although we know work is a major identifier of who we are, it's a it's a it's a, a major part of our self identity. But we're also more than what we do. So what do you like to do outside of work? Yeah, I I like this question a lot. I feel like um, learning that I'm more than my career was kind of a difficult lesson to learn. Um, I feel like I've dedicated my entire adult life to helping people in homeless experiences. And um, I found at one point in my career, I was um, finding too much of my identity wrapped up in that. And realized that, um, you know, sometimes I was taking things too personally at work or struggling with 
balancing life outside of work because I had maybe overcommitted to things like uh, when you work in nonprofit, there's a lot of work to be done. So um, we get asked to help with things like fundraisers or speaking engagements or community events. And I would say yes to like all of those. And at some point I realized there's more to life than work. <laughs> and this maybe isn't the healthiest approach that I've taken. So um, over time in my career, I've kind of transitioned away from defining myself by what I do um, Monday through Friday from nine to five or more. Um, and the things that I do outside of my work or you know, my role as a mom, I've got a really spunky 11 year old boy. Um, I'm, like you said, I've been married for 18 years and enjoy spending time with my husband. Um, I'm a daughter, I'm a mom, I'm a sister, I'm a friend. Um, church is a big part of my life. I feel like I'm a child of God. So the things that I do outside of work are within those roles. Um, I have fun with my family. And um, I'm involved in some church activities. I, I like doing things outdoors, like hiking or gardening. Um, and I do photography on the side too. Well, I think you're you're energizing me by by that conversation. So yeah, I couldn't you know agree more. And and you know, I guess we all come to that work life balance. Hopefully, we all come into it sooner than later. I, it makes me think back to practically in internship classes because it seems like you know almost we could talk almost every single class about self care, right? And how do we find that balance? And and again, I think it's this is again another good example of, of students listening to your your episode here and and getting it done sooner than later before you know harm. So you mentioned, you know, sort of, again, being involved, uh, volunteer activities, being involved in the church. Um, you know, this, uh, our podcast here is in conjunction with the Missouri Rehab Associate Eastern Chapter. So we just like to promote um, how people volunteer, give back, part of professional organization. So, so I guess, how do you see that or, or tell us a little bit more about what you do? Yeah, um, I think professional organizations are... Um, really important, especially in our field, for sure. Uh, one example I have is uh, I've been a member of the St. Louis Continuum of Care, uh, otherwise known as the COC. I've been a member for about 15 years, and the Continuum of Care is a membership organization that's made up of um, more than 100 organizations and individuals who uh, work to prevent and end homelessness in the city of St. Louis. So um, earlier, kind of when I spoke about the excitement of working on a team for the same mission, the COC has done that uh, for me on an even much bigger scale. I can see my literal community coming together to work on this problem that we have in St. Louis and um, work on you know, sharing resources and um, putting clients first and figuring out how to make the system work for the people we're serving on a much larger scale. Um, and that, the COC has given me a professional sense of community and it's allowed me to remember 
on the hard days. I'm not fighting the fight alone. And like I said, it's given me an opportunity to like network and have resource providers that I can know that I've known for years that I could call and say, Hey, I have somebody in need of your services and um, just connect them with a warm, a warm handoff, which has been very beneficial for both me and for my clients. Well, for those who want to know more about the continuum of care, we'll put a link in the description so people can get more information. So Jess, we're, this is the last question. This is what we're all been waiting for. We're turning over the mic to you. What is your mentor moment? Um, yeah, I was thinking about this question and I've heard what some of the other people featured on the program have shared. And um, mine might be a little bit different. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, but I'm going with what, what my heart says. <laughs> and I just want to um, use this opportunity to say thank you to the CRC community and others who are dedicated to the rehabilitation profession. Um, you all are amazing. The work that you're doing is important. No matter the capacity you're working in, whether it's something like I do with therapy and counseling or you're working with kids or adults, whether you're doing employment or academia, you are making a difference. Um, everything that you do matters. Even the little things like phone calls, the loads of paperwork, the emails, all the words of encouragement and resources you provide, every job lead, um, every smile. I think it all matters in the big scheme of things. I think these small acts are done with such great love and kindness, and they plant seeds. And these are seeds of hope for our clients. Um, and our commitment to their success, you know, we get to water those seeds and the empowerment that we give to our clients is a soil in which they can grow. So the mentor moment I would share is that um, you deserve to be celebrated and you should enjoy the beautiful garden that you're growing um, because it's something to, to be admired. So I think the quote unquote homework assignment or task that I would give to people is to intentionally create some time to really celebrate the work that you're doing because you're pretty amazing. That would be what I would say. Jess, this is why we asked you on the show. You were amazing. You are amazing. We want to celebrate you. So we thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you. We want to thank you guys again for listening to another episode of Mentor Moments. And we want to take this time to listen to you guys, our audience. If there's anybody specific or anyone in a general field of study that you would love for us to interview, feel free to give us an email. We'll put our contact information in the description of this episode. We couldn't be more happy about the amount of listens and plays and interaction that we have gotten from season one and season two. Brayden and I are continually trying to be innovative, create new episodes, uh, new features in the episodes. So please, as Brayden said, let us know your thoughts. We, we want to meet your needs and continue to grow Mentor Moments.